Welcome to the Shadow Net. I'm Phil, aka Zeroth Maxima, Threat Level Alpha. Uh, you know what you're fucking in for. You've listened to this before. Uh, my extra special guest today. I don't know, give me some inspiration. I didn't write anything. Yeah, this is the laziest. I, we are already pretty lazy as a podcast. This is like the laziest intro we've ever had. The laziest intro we've ever had. It's Eric Keelback. Do you think that, like, if someone. Like I, we we have like a pretty steady viewer base, but I wonder if any like how anyone starts watching this show. Like, what's the on ramp that you're like, oh, that was good. Like, yeah, coming like, yeah, into the middle does yeah. it make any sense? I don't we know. Need to, we need to do the system gateway of Shadownet episodes. That would be good. We need someone like really nice to come on though. Also, the fucking reboot podcast is gonna surpass us an episode soon. Oh, absolutely. They're they're fucking killing it. They're great. That's they're. Actually, they piss me off. I've been in, like, editing hell. People are like, where's the bake-off? I'm tired. Where is the bake-off? That's the real I'm fucking sick. Everything's breaking around me. And I gotta edit this bake-off, and it's killing me. And then these motherfuckers at Neon Static come on, and they're like, no editing! No editing! And they just shit out an episode like it's nothing. Ah, oh, I'm so jealous. Anyways. We're an, old, we're an old podcast. It's hard to shit an episode now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try this one. Let's do this one. No editing. No editing. <laughs> yeah. Get the, get, the, get the ethnic slurs in early. Exactly. <laughs> I do think that, um, yeah, I don't want the reboot podcast to surpass us. Oh, we're going to. The thing about the shadow net is there's more episodes than the episode count. The episode count is misleading. You think the episode, we, you think we've like transcended episode count as like a meaningful metric? It doesn't matter at all. There's like Bake Off episodes which are not numbered. There's like sure. that whole series I did about the new cards that got way out of hand. Um, there's other stuff in there to pad the numbers. Really, we're fine. that's we're fine. that's fair. Um, oh fucking uh, yeah. Okay, so I just was like, I remember there's one more thing I wanted to add to the drama. A- add it to the drama that we will cover yeah. later. We gotta talk about worlds. <laughs> oh shit! They did announce worlds. That is okay. Exciting. It's been twenty years since we did an episode. Every time I fucking talk to someone in the Netrunner community in person, they're like, "When's the next Shadowrunner episode?" That's because the secret's out. Last episode, it was revealed that if you want a new Shadownet episode, they yeah, have to harass you about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up. I've been so insanely busy. Um, you want to talk about? <laughs> you want to talk about sunset? Yeah, let's talk about Sunset. Have you played Sunset? I played four games. So this was announced like at the end of December, basically. Yes. Uh... So they, they were basically like, we're not going to do a ban list update. Like, we think things are okay. They're and okay, then, sure. I think things are fine. Like, I think the game's in a good spot. Yeah. And then um, they're like, here's like a kind of experimental ban list, but... And it's, we're going to use it to, like, gather... Like, we're going to ban a bunch of, like, FFG cards or, like, whatever. And just see what happens to the meta. Yeah. Because we need to know what's going to happen when, like... Like, for Dawn playtesting, like, what's going to be... Like, what's the world going to look like when we have... Don't have Rashida in or whatever. Which is, like, a good thought experiment. Sure. Um, 
is is having the rest of the FFG card pool reflective of where we will be without Rashida? I, I mean, so like this, so like this is like this. Reading this ban list is like it's like Jnet Casual's wet dream, in my view. I, I mean, like, I kind of love it. It's just like they gave the steering of... wheel to I, was it yeah. Jan Tuno? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just fucking go for it. Just ban a bunch of shit. See what happens. The theory, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but this whole, this is a science experiment to see what the future is going to be like. Like, no, come on. There's no way. There's you no, think so? there's no valid data being generated out of this. Are you kidding I mean, me? Like, I think it is hard. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I think that is a hard part of it for me where it's like, um, and I also think like a, a part of this also is just like the banless tea. Like, this is also something for people to like tournament season doesn't really start until like March or like. April, right? Yeah, like, nothing matters right now. Who cares? Nothing matters right now. Who fucking cares? And so, this is, like, the banless team kind of being like, oh, like, here's a thing you can play with. I think this is better than Salvage Memories. Like... <laughs> yeah, I remember... I don't remember Salvage Memories, but I remember you really hated it. <laughs> the problem with fucking Salvage Memories was that they just changed standard, right? Like, this is... Sunset is, like, its own rule set. So I can go play, like, games of Jaina and have a good time without having to fucking run into, like, Parasite or whatever. Right, right. Um, Like, like if if people want to fuck up their gameplay experiences by playing with this ban list, they, they can do that on their own time. Um, But I think that, like, this... Lit, like, yeah, so, so as, like, a, as, like, a fun thing to do, it's, like, there's no costs... To doing this right like i think there's like basically no cost to like making a new format on Jaina and just letting people play in it whatever if they want to yeah it's very opt-in yeah. yeah yeah it's opt-in like who fucking cares right like there's no downside and then like for a subset of people this is just benefit and like obviously this was like some amount of work and like i don't want to undermine it but it wasn't like an insane amount of work to like make this happen right like let's be real let's be realistic here for a second this wasn't like a six month long project anyway i would hope not I, well, yeah, if this if six months was spent on cultivating this ban list and this is what we got, I'd have questions. But regardless, um, uh, look, <laughs> how long did it take startup to ban the boat and Drago? Oh, we got about six talk. months. About six months. So you know, maybe it's a six months project. I don't know. I just think that um, there's some pretty radical things in this list, like banning Rashida and NGO front, and then banning SMC like. I think okay, like one of like, I'll just say one of the problems with this list is that like heading into this list being published, right? Mm -hmm. One of the best render decks in the format was Mulch and or like Lou that uses like Imp and Knob Curry, right? Yeah, like it just was. It's like it's not like the only thing you can play, but it's just a very strong list. And when good. piled by good players, it's incredibly strong. Possibly and then you created by the person who made yeah, this yeah. list. And you look at this list and you're just like, oh, none of the cards in Mulch are on the. <laughs> <laughs> this is like and like I appreciate it. I like I understand when like like QTM like I understand it QTM. Like I like Snare Bears and NWE and Unbanned, like they've all got sleeper cell agents in NSG. Like we're not all above that. The like but at QTM, if you fucking start putting the sleeper cell agents in NSG and this is like your first project, everyone knows that fucking this is a QTM plan. Right? <laughs> like yeah. this is just like this is just QTM being like, I want to play mulch, but like the court decks were worse. Yeah. Um, and so here we are. Like, I kind of played this format a bit, and I was like, oh yeah, like loose mulch seems really good. And then like, I was like, none of the decks like 
one of my takeaways from this ban list also is that, like, fucking banning powerful cards sucks. Like, it's just not fun. Like, I could imagine a world where, like, you ban all these cards and it's balanced, but, like, it's not very fun. Like, Rashid is just very fun. I don't know what to say. The game goes. That's, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I played it, like, three games at Pub Runner. I was kind of an asshole. I'm like, oh, we should try this this format for Pub Runner. And then everyone built their sunset decks. <laughs> and then I didn't show up for, like, three weeks. You're a piece of shit. I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just built an outfit deck, and it was fine. I was just wall-to-wall. It's it's Rashida at home. It's fine. I don't know. Like, I just think that, like, it's hard. We will never know what impact this had. You no, know what I mean? No, well, that's what we I'm will, saying. Like, saying, oh, this is, this is for data for when everything rotates. No, it's not. There's not going to be one-to-ones of everything. You know? I, I like, believe I, I, none I, of that. Yeah, I just think that like, like obviously, like I don't playtest that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the process is gonna be like. I don't know if they're gonna be like, oh yeah, like we know this card is gonna be good or bad, or we know that we need this type of card because like we played twenty games of Sunset and like understood what that meant. For- like I don't know. It just seems fucking like like one of my questions about this too is just like, yeah, I don't know. It- it's fine. Like it's it's hard for me. Like it's fine, but also like. I just don't want to have to hear for the next year that, like, oh, we need, like, X card reprinted because of, like, the five games of Sunset someone played. Like, okay, but we know they're going to make, like, Knob Curry 2, Knob Harder. Do you think so? Come on. Come on. I actually actually don't know if that's true, necessarily. Like, I think if you were Nelsonville Game, if you were, like, design team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they want this virus archetype thing to be a thing. Like, they printed Audrey... And all this shit, right? But one of the sort of, like, problematic parts is that, like, it just kind of never runs out because of Knob Curry. Like, no, it's not, like, overpowered. It's just, like, very strong. Like, like you can never really run out of run out of virus counters. And then fucking Wayland decks are playing Wake Up Call to target the Knob Curry. It's just crazy, right? And so, like, you just might make the decision of, like, okay, instead of, like, banning a bunch of cards out from the virus deck, we're just gonna let Knob Curry go, and the deck is weaker. Hopefully. I mean, if you don't have Imp... I'm sure there'll be an imp too. But if you don't oh, have that, an imp. Yeah, I mean we t- this is like a riff on what we talked about last week. Like it's just hard to make dawn. Um in my opinion. Like, hard to make dawn. Hard to make dawn. It's hard to make dawn. We'll and like out. also I also undermined what undermined like some of this for me was that like all of the runner cards were NSG cards. All right? of the runner cards were NSG like, all, cards. All of the runner cards that were banned from some Right. Well, well she- none of the none of the FFG ones are impactful anymore. Well, sure, like, oh, the, what do you want them to ban? What are, supposed, what are we supposed to understand about like the post ban, like the post dawn like society, when like you will just be able to play Boomerang and you will just be able to play Paladin and you will just say, be able to play SMC. But that's the thing. Will we? Or is this saying, oh, if there's gonna, gonna be like SM- a ban and a replacement? SMC, I will fucking shit myself live on stream there's no oh, way they're perfect. gonna aim smc perfect someone clip that for the future i i just don't like there's no fucking way they're gonna walk up and ban smc i refuse to believe that that is the world people hate smc shaper no. haters okay sure but like i will say that yes there are people who ate smc but there's also people like 
We have fucking civilized society has elected governments to like stop the fucking mob justice from ruining society. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like that's why we have fucking people. Like if, if all the banless committee had to do was just like listen to what people hated and ban all the things they hated, they would like you would elect random people to be on the banless team. But like Jan Tuno like is good at netrunner and knows this shit. Are these they them right? I think it's it. Fuck. I know. We're I'm, I'm so get, fucking bad at I'm, this. I'm going to get double cancelled. Okay, well, Gentuno is good at Netrunner, and it knows what's, like, the like it knows what to do. So it just seems to me that, like, I don't know. I don't, I, like, we will never know the consequences of this. Um, We will, yeah, we will never know the consequences of this. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, um, let's let's put a pin in it. Official well, Shadownet stands on Sunset. Fuck Sunset. Fuck Sunset. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> I don't even have to think about that one. <laughs> before dawn, before the big rotation, we got on the horizon the new set. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! No, whoa, whoa. what? Okay, Did you want? Talk, do you want to talk about the startup ban list? No. Really? Who cares? It's startup. No one plays it anymore. I actually think it's kind of interesting. To oh me. my god. Okay, what? Fuck it. I guess we're not never in a podcast anymore. What's the weather like in Colombia today, Phil? But like, come on. I, I mean, they they made a startup ban list after saying they wouldn't do it for a long time, and then being like, "Oh, we need a committee to look at making a committee for startup bans." It is doing ironic that, to me, doing that like, in the fucking game of like. I guess it's like live long enough to see yourself become the corpo or die a hacker because it's like. Fucking every, every, it feels like everything that NSG does is like subcommittees within subcommittees. Um, Which is like, I'm glad they have that much input, but you know, from the time it was made to the announcement, people were like, Bambo, Bandrago, <laughs> so we can play Sunset without these cars looming over it. <laughs> and it took I, six I will months. say that, I will say that, like, yeah, they just kind of banned the cards that everyone thought should have been banned. You know, like just banned Drago and Durns. Yeah. And then I've heard startups actually kind of fun now, which is so funny. To me. I mean, I can see it. Yeah, it's it's you know you could just play your startup decks without being like, well, I got to count for these two fucking cards to ruin everything. <laughs> I do think that um, oh man, I like okay, okay. It has been so like the you've been following the NSG replaces the cards thing, right? Yes, um, my okay. what a fucking trial. I mean. <laughs> It's like, like okay. The serious take is like, I think it's the right thing to do, and I respect their like commitment to communication and to righting a wrong, and like they obviously really care, right? Like yes. this, they obviously really care and they're obviously trying their best, and they're actually doing a really good job at righting a wrong and making it right for people. Yes. So fucking funny to see 20 updates on this issue like every time i'm like every time i see a glc i'm like oh we got another update oh it's we got an up i like click on the oh, i know a new nsg article oh yeah oh, it's about the fucking european cards who cares <laughs> oh fuck it's it's the yeah it's like every time i'm like i go to the website and like oh cool a new article oh it's about the fucking cards again god damn Give me it. some real news but no i agree with you um I'm very impressed at how, like, because, I mean, that's that was, for a long time, the number one complaint about NSG, or, like, Nisei, back when they started, is, like, not communicative about what's going on. Communicating. It's, it's, and now it's they're like, communicating. Great. It's like, um, yeah, it's just, it's just so fucking funny. Um, 
Yeah, I have, I have nothing. I think like... it's coming to an end, though, so. Oh, yeah, this could be happy good. For, gonna... Happy for that to be resolved. I know people got really fucked over by it, so I'm glad they. I'm going to miss up. my, like, twice, twice a month card update. Like, <laughs> get ruse twice a good. month about news. Yeah. Good. It I... really did feel like it was someone who's, like, it was someone who's, like, was working at Nelsignal whose entire job was just to write these fucking cards. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, I'm just re- reading one of these blog posts. The seventh update on shipping time. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck They're me. keeping track. Someone's gotta. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, <laughs> they announced a new set. There is a new set. Very exciting. Do you know what it's called? Rebellion without rehearsal. And I really hope that's the answer because I learned that name in playtest, and I hope that's the actual public name. I I think you're right. I I know it's R W R because I, oh, I saw that acronym and it just looks like ooh woo, but sadder. Um, it's good. I will say, like, okay, I will say this. I have so I have a speech impediment, right? Like, I um struggle to roll my R's. Sure. Fucking, I'm gonna be naming the set Rebellion without rehearsal is not rolling off my tongue. <laughs> Like fucking let's let's put like an r sound next to a w next to another r like fucking jesus it's a right? mouthful it's a mouthful but i like i don't know it's playful i like oh, it as a title right, i think it's fucking like you know it's it's like saying it's a fucking chore though yeah it's you no know, it's a good name like it's fine i'm i am i don't even remember what the fucking first set is called liberation one no, no, no. that's the whole cycle mm, we may never know it's it's something it's about clones. Brazilian. Oh, the the it's the name of the bill they're trying to pass, the Automata Initiative. Oh yeah, it is. You're yeah, right. yeah, there you go. It's, it's in but, there somewhere. I think that it's good. I think like calling the cycles like one word and then making the set names like really fucking fancy is a good decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I want like in the same way, it's like I I call it the Katara cycle, not like I want to be like what is like what is that fucking set? The Devil and the Dragon. Yeah. Or, Kampala Ascendant. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Like, like, um, they came out with a spoiler article. Did we get spoilers? Oh, we got a Shaper card. We got the Shaper HQ run. I think that's actually, like, a fine, like, it's gonna be, like, played as a one-of. Seems good. I don't remember what it does. Can you, but they can had, you remind me? Yeah, so it's a one-credit run event, and you run HQ. Um, if you're successful, instead of, like, accessing HQ, you reveal three cards from HQ at random, and you add two of the real reveal cards to the top and or bottom of R&D. Oh yeah, yeah. I like this. It's like a bad Chestushka. Go shaper. You're. I think it. it's. Just, I think it's good. Um, but like we got to see like the new Anarch, like a picture of the new Anarch, who's in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a snake. Oh, the snake is good. Yeah, I'm excited for like new cards. I don't know. Like, I really like this Brazil setting. It's fun. It's good. I think that's good. I think that like the narrative, every set is probably just getting better. You know, like I thought, the, like I thought the liberate, I thought the um, Arctic set was like good, but like it didn't really tell like a story directly. Right. That, but like I think this one is like an interesting setting, and it's also like actually telling like a good story. I feel like they nailed the Arctic setting better in a like, way. Like, like in, in what way? In like card arts and in like tone. Like Brazil's fun, but it's very. Maybe because it's more like the other one that's very geographic based, right? It, it's well, Russia, like it's northern. With... This one's more like yeah, Brazil, but also like you know these massive um, 
uh, like protests and like all of the stuff surrounding that. So the location's almost secondary to a lot of the the lore stuff that's happening. A terrible spot to be because like one of the problems with the Arctic cycle is like yeah you have these like cool vistas and like it's definitely in the Arctic, but then you're like what is actually happening here? Shit, you know? shit's up, shit's up no, everywhere. There's not, there's not, that's what not, I like. like. It's just sort of like like I think the Arctic set was good as like a snapshot of like a part of the world, right? You know, which is like not every set has to fucking tell a hard hitting story. Yeah, but I think it's I don't want every set to be that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd like to see them do like another motion set, for example, where like a motion set that's just like a snapshot of life again, and then do like another story set and do, do like a snapshot of life and the story, and then go back and forth. Like I like. I agree. Yeah. Um, like this is the difference between the Mombad cycle and uh, the Katara cycle, in my view. Like the Katara cycle is kind of just like a snapshot of of Africa. Yes. Right. The Mombad cycle is kind of really about the political unrest in the Mom- in the Mombad. Yeah. I was going to say Flashpoint was really the one that sticks out the most for me for, like, narrative driven. Here's an event and everything surrounding it. Um, yeah, but I think, like, the cards in Mumbad tied into the lore better than the cards in Flashpoint. Yes, I agree. But um, anyway, I think that what I'm saying is they're just doing a good job. Yeah, good job. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's good. The, the spoiler season is going to start in March, which is pretty soon. Yeah. Do you think we're getting scoops? No, probably not. We'll see. <laughs> I'll talk to some people. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta break some decaps. Yeah, yeah that's what we do. Um, you've been trying to break the kneecaps off of uh, organized play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I describe it. Yeah, so we launched the NANPC. Um, tell me what it's about, as someone who it- is ignorant of high level play. Tournaments, sure. even know how to play winning. Tournaments. I'm, uh, you know, I've I've ran a net in my day. It's um, so it's the North American Netrunner Player Circuit. It's a circuit of nine tournaments that are taking place across North America, and then you go play in them. You get participation altars. You get and you compete for circuit points, and then you get ranked on a leaderboard based on your circuit points, and then there'll be a prize at the end of the year based on that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We have a website that, like, lists all the stuff, and, like, it's a great way to, like, promote big events in these, like, cities. I'm pretty proud of it. It's a lot of work, but, like, I think we've gotten positive feedback. It looks so good. I'm so impressed with, like, the website and all the organization that's got into it. I'm, like, I'm so happy for how this turned out for you and everyone else involved. I think it's, like, you know, it's not just me, right? Like, there's a bunch of TOs involved in it, and it's not... I f- yeah, I don't know. I feel like people kind of paint me as a leader. Maybe I am. I'm the one who's doing a lot of the organizing, but also, like, I couldn't do it without all the TOs. And um, we have the first event in a couple weeks on March 23rd. Where's this first one? And yeah. can you list and- the rest so people don't have to go yeah. check the website? They can be- So you can go check out the website at nanpc.games. But um, the cities that we're hosting are in order is um, Vancouver on the 23rd of March. And then... Um, Toronto, Boston, uh, Off the Grid, which is held in the Twin Cities, uh, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, Montreal, and Los Angeles. That's uh, that's a lot of North America. Yeah, so we're just very happy and excited to do it. And like, I already have a bunch of people coming in for the event in Vancouver. You're flying in. Yeah, my flight got canceled. I got to do something about that. Yeah, buy a new flight. Yeah, Joker. I'm working on it. Um, is anyone else from Calgary coming? I'm, uh, I'm trying to bully a couple people into it. Yeah, I think you should. I think it's exciting. It's just nice to have, like, a big event, right? And then, like, also, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard. I feel like it's not conflicting with NSGOP. I don't think so either. And, like, did you write an article about, like, the joy of traveling for Netrunner or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it just reminded me of that. I'm like, I do love traveling to go play Netrunner. Yeah, it's, it's great. Fun. Like, if it's you haven't done it, give it a try. There's a good event having, to do that like, the, Having, like, the bigger tournaments is, like, motivating for people to go, right? Like, it's like, you wouldn't fly out to Vancouver for a circuit opener. Probably not. No. Well, there Nats. you go. I didn't do Nats last year. This? I don't know. I'm just excited. Is, yeah. I think it's going to be good. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, we're getting a lot of positive feedback. You Please buy tickets so we don't lose money on renting out the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, God. I'll get on that. Uh, yeah, so it's just good. It's just like a nice place to be. And I'm happy and I'm proud of what we did. Yeah, it looks great. Um, yes, go check out the website. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, go travel. Traveling to play Netrunner. Traveling is fun. Traveling is fun. That's, so fun. That's so good. Um, what else is up? You want to talk about drama? Yeah, tell me about this because I have no so concept much of this. stupid Netrunner drama. I'm so excited. Really? I'm so it. not plugged in to any of it, apparently. Okay, so you know, so like the Circuit Breaker Invitational ran like a month and a bit ago, right? Like two months ago, maybe. Yes, yes. Okay, so then what happened was William was in the there's like a there's like a there's like an eight round tournament right william aka soccer 234 like the best netrunner player in the world like yeah, two-time world champion just Sokka confirming two-time. just one yeah, yeah, time yeah. We we're talking about a mic for like 10 minutes <laughs> i didn't know which mic sure so what happens is um williams soccer 234 is in the second last round so he's in round seven mm-hmm. and he pairs up against far uh mm-hmm. wiki and if basically Williams at a, like Williams at a part where he can lose two games and still make the cut, uh-huh. but I think like Wiki's at a spot where like if she loses her next two, like if she loses round seven and loses round eight, she is knocked out. She's not making cut. She yeah. needs to win either round seven or round eight, right? Sure, I'm following. So William concedes to uh, Fa uh, because he's losing. Because it's collusion. No collusion. It's just collusion. Oh right? Like he didn't play the game. He just he just concedes because he's like, why would I like if I play like if he's basically like I could lose my seventh and eighth round and still make the cut. Yeah. yeah. But I beat Far and then Far loses her round eight. Like I've essentially just gatekept gate kept her out of the cut for like no reason. Right. And um. So then Abraham goes on to play his eighth round and he loses it, but he still makes the cut at eighth. And then people find out about this. After clearly, I did not. Well, Wait, just pe- there's like Abraham a... coming to this. <laughs> oh, Abraham's just like playing, he's just playing the tournament, like, like, sure. man, the movie. good player, like, playing the tournament. I guess he's a nice guy. Yeah. but anyway, so but like Abraham makes the cut. But my point being, so that so a lot of people in the UK are fucking mad. Oh, the UK's acting up. I see, I don't okay. know, like that's like most of it. It's just people in the UK basically being like, it's not good, it's like undermining like competitive integrity, and like you shouldn't concede people into the cut. And, like, you shouldn't concede the people you know. It's wrong. It's collusion. Are they wrong? Things. Um, no, but I don't think it's a big deal. If this happened at your event, would you feel the same way? Like, if I was organizing it? Yes. No, Cascadia, what? 2024. Who cares? I, I stand up from my table. I'm top seed. And I say, I'm conceding to Calgary Keith. So Calgary Keith can also make the top cut. Fuck That's all fine. y'all. 
that's your power. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you and make you play the game. Yes. Like, there's no, like, there's just no enforcement, right? There's no way I can make you play. Uh, like, I also like, okay, like, not to fucking put anyone on blast here or whatever, but like, I'm, I might fucking have to. This part, you might have to edit this out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just so we're very clear here, like, Far and William are dating. We will have to run that. I just connected those dots today. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, they just are. And like, I, I'm going to be straight up honest. Like, I would fucking concede my girlfriend into the cut. Same, same. Like, who the who the fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's like a hard sell. Like, like I understand like arguments about competitive integrity. But if I'm in a spot, like, where fucking my girlfriend's playing in a Netrunner tournament with me. And she is... You know, I have the chance to fucking gatekeep her out of the cut. Why would I? And I would expect her to do the same thing to me. Like, I don't care. Like, I, like I'm just supposed to fucking, like, cold-heartedly, like, pass the executioner's, like, scythe or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems bizarre to me. You're saying love will conquer tournament just, integrity. I don't know. Like, I just think that, like, come on. Like, like independent, <laughs> yeah. of, the, like, independent of the whole, like, should we scoop our friends into the cut thing. It's like... I just think it's fucking difficult. Like, I'm telling you right now, maybe on paper you think, like, you know, when you play against your partner or whatever in a net tournament and you have to decide whether you want to scoop them in the cut, that you should fucking, you know, do your civil duty and not scoop them in the cut and potentially play to play, your, play to beat them so that they don't make the cut potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think a, a real human being is going to do that, you're a fucking lunatic. Um, And, like... It's just not going to happen. Like, people aren't going to do it. I would not do it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know like what if you, mean. If you were, like, if you were playing, Phil, and you were in the last round. Yes. And you pair up against your wife. Yes. And you know that if you lose, you'll still make the cut. But if your wife loses, she definitely won't make the cut. Which means that you should, if you concede to your wife, you just, you guarantee both make the cut. Are you going to play that game out and try to beat your wife to lock her out of the cut? feel like i would i would just not try and just like that, okay, throw the game that, that's conceding sorry by the way like that's just the same thing yeah but i don't want the heat on me i don't want to drive well, I, I, I just say william, oh I, I, I fucked up i told william after i was like okay fucking like william like i, I told william this i was like okay brother Next time, just don't fucking tell people you conceded the fuck. <laughs> like, I was like, why? Like, like the lesson to be learned here isn't like, oh, don't concede your friends into the cut. The lesson that I learned, and I think William learned, was don't fucking be public about it. You know what I mean? Just lie. Just lie. I don't know. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, that's the lesson. I can't believe you're a lawyer. This is great. You're going to fucking put me on blast. I'm going to spoil something for all the people who are fucking listening here, and I'm going to pearl clutch about people conceding friends into the cut. It fucking happens all the time. It, it happens amongst testing groups. It happens amongst friend groups. Fucking buckle up. That's the reality of Netrunner tournaments. People fucking scoop games, two-for-one offer IDs, when it's not in their best interest just to fucking get friends into the cut. That's the that's the way of the world. I don't know what to tell you. So shocking. So shocking. I was so innocent, and now I've been embroiled in these tournament scandals. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> Let's move on. Um, oh, the Beanstalk. Yeah, isn't that related to the whole NAN NAN PC? Do you know, like, NAN is, like, not a number? NAN No. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that... Okay, so do you want me to start at the beginning? Beans it up. 
So the Beanstalk is a pro- like I went to Cody when we started the NAMPC. I know I wanted a leaderboard thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to Cody and I was like, "Hey, can you do a leaderboard?" And he was like, "Yes." And I um, was like, "Okay, thank you." And then he made the leaderboard for us. And then he was also like, "I actually think this project's really cool. I'm gonna make like my own leaderboard as a side project." And I was like, "That's fine. Like it's your project, whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. And what this project does is always be running has a public API. So you can ask always be running for like the tournament data and it will just give it to you. Uh-huh. It's been like this forever. It's been like, that's how the website's set up. And so all his website does is, or the Beanstalk does is it pulls the API of, of always be running and takes the tournament data, assigns values like what, are, what points, what are called beans to various tournament placements and then ranks everyone on a leaderboard based on how many beans they have. Yes. I looked at it. I had like 23 beans, which is perfect. I'm pretty proud good, of it. I think. Thank you. So my point being is that like, so that's just what the Beanstalk is, right? Yeah. And the Beanstalk kind of leaked a bit, but like it was, I asked him to announce it after the NAMPC announced and it like, I think some people had stumbled upon it beforehand, but basically it gets announced. Yeah. And a lot of people are excited about it. I think it's very cool. And a lot of people are really fucking mad. Oh, what? <laughs> Why? So, like, okay. Basically, and, like, I... Isn't this I'm, what tryhards have wanted forever? No, no, but here's... Okay, okay, sure. But here's... It's it's more complicated than that. So I'm going to try really hard to give, like, a sort of, quote-unquote, unbiased picture of, of the situation, okay? Straw man, hit it. Do it. So, like... <laughs> When the site originally, like right now, if you look at the site, there's a bunch of like blanked out names, right? Uh-huh. But originally, the site just had everyone's names on it. Oh, I see. Because it was just pulling all the data, right? Like it didn't care. Like it wasn't censoring anyone. It was just like, oh, here, like it, it was essentially an opt-out system and not an opt-in system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't ask to be on the leaderboard. You had to be asked to remove, to be removed from it. Huh. And a lot of people said, hey... I didn't really ask for, like, my... Like, you didn't ask me whether, like, all of my tournament placements and claims could be, like, be used for this project. Hmm. And I don't want to be ranked against, like, every Netrunner player in existence. And, you know, I don't want to... When I go to, like, maybe my local CEO, which is, like, CEOs are kind of just game night kits. Like, I'm sorry, NSG, close your ears. I don't want, like, every local CO to turn into, like, a competitive fight for beans where, like, I have to see myself move up or down in the leaderboard based on how well I do. Like, I didn't ask to be ranked like this. I can see the argument. Sure. I mean... Okay. And so, I think, personally, that there is a reasonable discourse to be had about the trade-offs and benefits of having a leaderboard like this and how people's data is used and, like, how... Whether people like should opt in or opt out, or like there's some like discussion to be had because it's I don't actually think it's a clear cut issue, right? There's trade offs and benefits. Yeah, sure. The problem is that it fucking exploded on green level clearance, where basically fucking escalated to like one side being like Cody is a fucking data stealing piece of shit, who (laughs) is like. Stealing all of our data. He's breaking the law. He's violating our privacy. I was going to say, under EU law. No, that's what he might be. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. That's not how the law works. Okay. But, you know, he's a a fucking data stealing piece of shit. 
Um, it's a, this is a violation of everything the Netrunner community stands for. Um, this is deeply wrong and morally offensive. And, and, and I am so offended. That's what, that's, that's like the fucking one view. And then the other view is like, you know, people who are mad about the Beanstalk are only mad because they're like low ranked on the Beanstalk and are fucking mad because they're bad and are like too self-conscious about their rank to like appreciate a good system. Come join me on the bottom of the Beanstalk. It's fine. I just think that like... Both of those views are kind of wild and untenable. <laughs> and, like, there's just no way to have a discussion between those two groups of people, you know what I mean? That's wild that people are so up in arms about it. I had no well, idea. Huh. There's, like, a group of people in the middle who are very trying to reasonably be like, hey, let's figure out something. Well, I feel and, like they figured it out. They just remove the people that are upset to be on it. That's well, uh, anyway, so what happens then is Cody's like, hey, like... Oops. <laughs> you good? I'm good. Cody's like, hey, I didn't realize this was going to cause a big fucking issue. Like, if you've got a problem, like, let's talk to me and, like, let's figure something out. I guess a lot of people talk to him. Because the site's now changed. It's opt- you have to opt in. Oh, no. But the, but the top 50 of the leaderboard are automatically opted in. Okay. You're saying I'm no longer on there? No. I gotta go opt my not. beans in. I gotta go opt my beans back in. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, that's basically it, right? Well, as far as compromises go, that's not the worst. You know, you get the no. snapshot of the, the best 50 players. That's pretty good. I think that there's some people who are sad. Like, that is not the compendium it was at first. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think to me... So I'm just going to take a sip of liquor. Not liquor. Why am I saying liquor? Because it's liquor. Coca-Cola. Oh, no editing. No editing. <laughs> um... <clears throat> One of the, like, anyway, so one of the, um, like, how I feel, so, I, like, how I feel about it really is that, like, to me, it underscored how much the Netrunner community has changed, mm -hmm. and how for, like, a lot of people, Netrunner is not primarily a competitive card game. I can see that. And, I don't know, that just kind of makes me sad. It, like, not sad, like, not that it's, like, an invalid way to experience the game. It just makes me feel alienated. No, but the game's always been, like, yes, there's a strong competitive side to it. But it's also always been, like, uh, a, a community-focused um For sure, game. but I think, like, I think if you had, like, done this Beanstalk thing four years earlier, no one would have batted an eye. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like, like yeah. We used to have like betting pools at world on like on worlds like every single year. I kept betting on you, and it kept not paying off. Yeah, I suck at never know. Yeah, but I I just do think that like you know that's sad. Like that like that doesn't happen. Like, like all of these things are happening because the super competitive people are like leaving the game, and like a lot of the new people who are entering the game are entering it from like a hobbyist perspective, and not like oh this is going to be like a super big competitive thing. Yeah, and that's like not that's like a valid way to engage with the game. It's just not the way I want to engage with it. And that makes me sad. I just wish that, like, like to, because to me, like, I do appreciate that, like, the Beanstalk, like, pe no one was asked. I, I think that I've been more motivated to play Netrunner because of the Beanstalk. That's terrible. Don't chase internet points. And it's just, like, cool. It's cool to compete, right? It's cool to compete for something. It is cool. And, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So I'm just sad about that. It makes me worried that is, like, the NANPC gonna work. You know, mm. like I feel yeah. like I feel like because this happened on GLC, that's that's you know 
it's I'm not really where the, the competitive players go to talk about competitive Netrunner. No, for sure. And, like, I struggle to understand the GLC community, right? Sure. We all do. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the Beanstalk's great. Happy to see it grow and see what it does with the NAP. What? NANPC. Call it Nanpick. Nanpick. The Nanpicks. Nanpicks. Good. You going to World? Um, <laughs> San Francisco? Yeah. There's too much drug use there. I thought you liked drugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> now it's too much, huh? They, they added. They so yeah. They announced uh, uh, San Francisco Worlds. Yeah. Have you been tracking the reaction to that announcement? No. Apparently, I don't know anything that happens. No one posts on Slack anymore. Slack is the fucking dead. Slack is like the last place people go to fucking talk about <laughs> Netrunner specifically. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, I think that. I talk about I think, soup every day on Slack, so there's I'm, I'm, some discussion happening. I'm thrilled for you. Thank you. I I just think that, um, what's it called? Slack. More people were, <clears throat> um, more people were kind of like muted about it than I thought they would be. Huh. Like UK Slack was just like this, like kind of like basically just this is sucks. I mean, which well, I it's appreciate. Fucking far. <laughs> it's far. Like it's far. It's expensive. I think that it's. The economy of like most Western countries is not, and like people don't have a ton of spare spending money. Yes, it is a think, high cost of living area for sure. It's a, and I and I think that I, I actually have a lot of I actually don't understand it fully. I think that like even like Andre, for example, who is like the font of positive energy, mm-hmm. was kind of like I'm not really excited that it's in San Francisco. Wow, you know what I mean? Like that. Not to me, that's crazy. Like not to say like. I think Andre's kind of in an impossible position where, like, he is painted as the positive guy. So, like, he's really hard for him to have a negative because <laughs> he's like, everyone's like, wow, he must really hate it. When it's like, he just, like, he's just not into it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, like, I don't know if Andre's gonna even listen to this episode. We'll see. I, I kind of fought with him a little in the chat. I just think that, like, basically, he was kind of like, it's really expensive. It is. And it's like eight hundred, like uh, like it's like a thousand Canadian to go to send, like round trip to go to SF, uh, like eight hundred round trip from Montreal. I could see that, yeah. And then I think he was kind of also like Barcelona was like so good, and I this is what I've I, this is what I've like heard people say, like like and not like I, it's not like everyone, right? But a, lot, a couple of people have been like Barcelona was so good, and now we're going to SF, like mm, you know what I mean? What what's wrong with SF? Well, that's what I'm saying. Also, like I. I don't know. Like, the Barcelona, like, I'm going to, people are going to be mad at me. And, like, people are already mad at you. (laughs) No, 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 no. I understand. I understand that, make like, doing Worlds is really hard. And I don't think the Barcelona Worlds was, like, a failure or, like, terrible. Like, there was a lot of fucking problems with that Worlds. Like, the temperature was insane. The bathroom lines were really bad. Fucking Cobra didn't work. Like, I obviously wasn't there, and, like, people had a good time, but it's just, like, for my conversations with talking with people has not been, like, oh, yeah, that was A-plus stellar worlds, and, like, people are kind of sad that it's happening in a fucking hotel again, right, at SF. Like, it's it's, it's in a hotel ballroom. Right, right, right. I'm like, <laughs> at least, at least the fact there's going to be bathrooms and easy play, like, like, yeah, there's going to be I- air conditioning, like, I don't know, like, people, like, when I think about Toronto Worlds, I'm like, that was a really well-run tournament, in part because it was in a fucking belt, like, hotel ballroom, and not an, like, a art museum, like a, 
<laughs> like a fucking art gallery greenhouse. Yeah, I mean, like, I get that part, because, like, what's so so tantalizing about Netrunner, in a way, is that it's it's just this, like, microcosm of outsider art, and to have it in, like, yeah, an art gallery in Barcelona with the roof leaking, it's very poetic, and I love yeah. that. But, yeah, it pleasant. also sounded, like, <laughs> kind of terrible in a lot of ways. I, I do think that it is also one of those things where, like, yeah, and so I think for a lot of people, like, and I, and I also appreciate that, like, as a tourist destination, like, SF is not as nice as Barcelona. Like, let's just be clear, right? Like, I've been to SF. I had a great time. Oh, oh I think SF, like, I'm not an SF hater. I've been to SF too. I think it's nice. But I just think, like, it is not, like, when I think of, like, at least as, an Amer- as a Canadian or, like, as a North American, it's, like, when I think of, like, cool exotic destination for worlds to be held in, like, Barcelona is way more that than SF. When, oh, like, sure. SF, like, SF, like, no offense to San Francisco, but, like, there's not, there's differences, but, like, Seattle and LA and San Francisco are kind of, like, similar-ish enough. Yeah. But Barcelona is, like, kind of only similar to Madrid. Okay, but, I mean... That makes sense. Nowhere, nowhere in North America is gonna be a European city. No, for sure, but, like, I, I, and I also think that there's a lot of people, like, like, I don't want to read into it too much. I think there's a couple people who are, like, are, like, kind of anti-SF just because of, like, the tech bro culture. Yeah. But and it's not it's... just that. There's other shit there. I was gonna say, no, when I sh- went, I went fucking fishing for crabs under the bridge. Dudes kept feeding us beers and telling us when to hide them from the cops. It was great. Anyways, <laughs> let's do that. I don't have to explore that anecdote. Oh, it's so um, good. But my point being is just, like, and then I think also, like, this is really frustrating. I, there's no good... I've, I've only seen this comment in, like, like a couple places, right? Yeah. And I, I don't think it's, like, a widespread opinion, but I've also heard some people basically be like, I don't know if I want to go to SF Worlds. SF is unsafe. I mean, isn't that, like, just the Fox News take? I mean, it is the Fox News take. I think the problem is, like, the Fox News take has been peddled so aggressively that it's kind of, like, just by osmosis being repeated by people who are like are saying it in like good faith like right. fox is saying that sf is unsafe in bad faith to like push a point yeah and the people who are like sf's like an unsafe place to be aren't like are just like kind of misinformed you know like and, and i think that like there's a really nuanced discussion that we had here like let's be very clear here that like most pretty much every major american city is dealing with like two social issues which is like homelessness and drug addiction right and sf has both of those problems Mm -hmm. and it for a lot of people it is reasonable i think to not feel comfortable when someone who is homeless is in a great amount of distress or someone is like using drugs very visibly like hard drugs very visibly out on the street like it's i think it's fair to feel unsafe and uncomfortable like it's not a pleasant experience to see that or be near that right yeah and people are scared and they fucking hear all the news and articles about how like you know california is fucking mad max or something when like it's just like chicago or like any other american city um i think it's just like that narrative right and i don't think that narrative is true and i think i don't know like i don't i don't have like when i i live on the west coast now right we know this i i see homelessness and drug addiction in vancouver like that's just the reality of living in a major city i saw homelessness and drug addiction when i lived in winnipeg but when i go home to winnipeg and i or like i mentioned you know when i'm away and my i I say that i live in vancouver now like my parents are all kind of always like 
wow, like you like what's it like living in like a lawless drug epidemic or whatever? I'm like, it's fine. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like it's fine. Like it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, like you you can find the same downtown in Winnipeg. You just have to look harder for it, right? Like, like there are parts of SF downtown that I would not recommend you go to. You know what I mean? Like that. But like that. Like if someone was visiting Vancouver for for worlds in Vancouver, I would be like, don't go to the downtown east side. Like after dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would just be my advice. Yeah. So I think that I'm kind of. I don't know how to feel about like that announcement. It kind of makes me sad, almost in in a way. Yeah, that people um, are, are kind of so so on it for those reasons. I get the cost thing. Like it is very expensive. What is cost? They're doing it, it in think... a a very fancy hotel. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be an expensive one for sure. Um. I yeah. I don't think it's actually gonna be that expensive. Um, there's, like, pretty reasonable public transit. Like, if you're trying to stay in the heart of downtown, yeah, it's going to be expensive. But, like, I think you can do it for a reason. Like, I don't think it's going to be much more expensive than Toronto. Right? U.S. dollars, man. Oh, no, it's gonna be I bad don't know. For us. It's, it's going to be bad. For, like, it's going to be bad for us. Like, I yeah. don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. But, um... In general, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's going to be fine. Like, Although, I don't know. yeah, I, when people came to Toronto, they were like, damn, Canada is expensive. I, it's major urban cities are expensive. Like, yeah. what do you want from me? Like, like brother, where show me the cheap American city to go. Like, if you want to run it in like Cincinnati, I guess. But like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think also just like I'm bad. Sure. Uh, like I, yeah, I will say if I lived in SF, I would feel sad about the response. Like, it feels sad for people to be like. Oh. I feel that. I mean, like, I, t- I talk about how much I love Portland, and then people are like, Portland must be- is, like, a fucking lawless drug epic. Like, it's hard. Like, I just don't like it. Because um, I live here. My friends live here, you know what I mean? Like, it's a normal place. Yeah. Um, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I think as we get closer, the hype will build up. I am pretty excited for it. I'm going to make my way there. Um, okay. What else we got? What else we got? That's the big drama. That that was a sufficient amount of drama. That was a that was a lot of drama. We still got to do Canadian politics. Lay it on me. I gotta go bed here. Um. Well, we could like. We want to do the big one. It's the big one, Danielle Smith. No, the big one is like the federal one. Oh yeah, let's talk about federal. I'm too sad to talk about Danielle today. Danielle Smith is crazy, but um, there's like a lot. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a tale today, Phil, about foreign students. Yes. Okay. So, and, like, let's just, okay, again, we're going to talk about, like, what I consider a pretty nuanced topic, okay? So, let's just start with that we're going to talk about immigration, and more specifically, immigration usually from, like, India and, like, Southeast Asian countries to Canada through a foreign student's program. And this, I'm going to try and keep it very factual and talk about the sort of, like, racist elements of this story, because, like... Conservatives have been reporting on this story in a very racist way, but there also just is like a practical social problem. So what what happened, like Canada has a massive housing issue. Like it's really bad. Not enough. The Basically, Canada brings in way more than the US new immigrants every year through a variety of pathways. Okay. And one of the ways that is, one of the things that is happening is universities in Canada want to take on foreign students because foreign students pay quadruple the amount of student fees that a, like, tuition fees that a normal student pays. 
They are essentially the cash cows and the lifeblood of any university. And so what was happening in Canada is just massive influxes of, of new people into Canada, like hundreds of thousands of people, right? From a variety of sources. But the problem is, is it's putting a massive strain on the social systems in, in the country because social systems like healthcare and housing can't support the influx of population. Correct. There's and, another layer to this that uh, I just want to lay out there. Because, I, I mean, I hate it, but I love it. And we get to shit on Ontario, which is always a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So specifically, this issue, I think, is magnified in Ontario because the government there allowed public-private partnerships between, um, like, well-regarded public schools to offer diplomas through, like, literally just, like, strip mall, degree mill schools, quote-unquote mm. schools, um, so those are the schools that have really been driving the problem out there. As far as I understand the whole issue, it's not that like, oh, the university you're going to like now has tens of thousands of foreign students. Like, yes, there's an increase because all the universities want to pad the bottom line with it. But there's been like literally schools pop up in strip malls. A lot of them just like virtual schools offering you know, not very yeah. educational degrees, literally just to cash in on this. This phenomenon isn't really happening at, like, the big public universities like University of Calgary or University of British Columbia or University of Toronto or University of McGill. Like, it's not really happening there. Mm -hmm. Where it's mostly happening is in Ontario. In small, private universities that are essentially degree mills um, and... What happens is they have, like, recruiters who are mainly recruiting for, like, the number one place that these foreign students are coming from is, like, is India and other Southeast Asian jurisdictions. And they promise, like, come to Canada, it'll be a great life, you get a job, you get a degree, you get a job, you can move into getting PR status in the country, like permanent residency. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is these students come here, they're paying quadruple the tuition, and they realize, oh, my degree isn't worth anything. And I can't afford to live here, and I can't afford the cost of groceries, and all these other things. And it's putting stress on the already existing like housing market, it's putting stress on the healthcare system, it's not good for the wages of Canadians who were born here, because it's putting stress on the labor market. Yeah, because and I mean, these people are being exploited from both sides, right? <laughs> they get yeah, recruited like in their home country, pay a fee to come here, pay out the ass for like a degree they think is good turns out it's not really a reputable school then they're out they can't find a job because there's ten thousand other people that went through the same scam right it's so it gets really bad six months ago a news story breaks of students foreign students using food banks in ontario mm. because they're starving and this is kind of when the house of cards starts to come down people get outraged because like regular canadians like canadians who like have a citizens can't fucking afford to live here like why the fuck are a foreign student like using food banks which is like i don't necessarily fully agree with that logic but i understand like the intuition it's like it's un it feels unfair and then basically some investigations happen the the federal government the federal government and the provincial government are kind of asleep at the wheel but they're asleep at the wheel because this whole exercise is incredibly profitable yes um and I, so i mean it's it's 
it's reflective of like the same problem with like foreign home ownership from last year. It's like, yeah. oh, there's there's a problem. There's a problem in specific places, and no one does anything. Why? Because <laughs> they're making bank off of it. Yeah, I think it's just like so. Basically, what's happened is like there's been a big crackdown on these permits of like who can, how many foreign students you can take on. Ontario is kind of pissed because it's going to fucking crater the industry, but it's also like exploitative. Yeah. Um, and it just makes the federal government look like idiots. It makes the provincial government, like the Ontario government, look like idiots. Um, and it's hard, you know, like, and I think that, like, it's hard because there's a genuine discussion to be had here about, like, like, there's a sort of, like, conservative racist viewpoint to take of, like, immigrants are coming here, they're taking our jobs, you know, they're looking for an easy path in, like, blah, 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 blah. But I think what Phil said was right, which is they're getting exploited on both ends. It's not good for the it's not good for the Canadian citizenship, and it's not good for the students. Yeah, like the students I mean, are getting they're coming here for an education, and they get them out, and they get like a minimum wage job. And sometimes, yeah, bad. not even it's, that, it's under the table because they can't legally work. It, it's bad, and it's not good for the students. And yeah, it's just kind of been a disaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it's the populate so historically for many most of canada's history canada has been very at least in terms of the the, the public opinion very pro immigration mm-hmm. and now i think things are kind of changing that more and more of these polls are showing that people are actually kind of anti immigration yeah not necessarily because they're racist but because it's like we can't afford like like canadians who are born here like can't afford to live in major urban centers can't afford to buy groceries how does and like can't afford to buy a house can't afford to rent yeah, and you know? I mean, like, in some ways, this is, this is what, like, the further scheme to what's already been happening for a number of years, because if you remember a few years back, there was a big uproar about temporary foreign workers, people yeah. bringing in workers from other countries, they're supposed to just come here for a year, move back in temporary basis, turns out a lot of chain restaurants, Tim Hortons, were, like, exploiting the loopholes, not hiring locals, just importing all their labor. And it's, I mean, that's never actually been addressed. Yeah. It, so. it is. It's just one of those things where, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's not a good situation. It doesn't make the government look good. And it doesn't make the government look good when there's going to be an election in less than a year. I agree with you. And it's um, just like... Like, PP sucks. PP sucks. PP sucks. <laughs> oh, man, the whole porn ID thing. <laughs> oh, we don't, yeah, like, you want to, f- fine, you know oh, what, you've been, man. you've been, no, 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 Pe- the people need to know, you've been waiting for too long for, fuck. I, I get asked about Canadian politics corner every week, it feels like. You, we gotta give them the double header. Double header. What's you want to start What's the big ID? policy reveal from... Literally a party that never reveals any policy and just says elect us because we're not the other guys. Porn um, no, porn if, IDs. If you want to watch porn, you put your government ID in that that website, baby. So the conservatives basically have the the conservatives are like pseudo campaigning ahead of the election, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to pass a bill that, under the guise of child safety, is <laughs> like basically the pitch is like, hey, listen. It's unsafe for children to be on the internet. They could watch, you know, you know, if a child just wants to like go to Pornhub and fucking watch porn, they can, and that's not safe for children. So, what we need to do is we need to have a bill that requires websites that host explicit content to put in, like, essentially, you have to put in your government, like, create an ID, like an identification system, yeah. whether that's a bioinformatics database, 
uh, like India has, or like some other like tool where like you you give like the you put in like kind of like your social security number, but not really like a government ID into like Pornhub, and then they would know like oh okay you're over the age of eighteen, and then so you can watch porn on Pornhub. Yeah, now go for it, buddy. Promise That's, you we won't track anything. Like, the problem is, like, it's, it's the, it's, fucking, we'll go for triple. Uh, I mean, it's the problem, also, like, the conservative, like, okay, shocker, the conservatives are not being honest. But it's, like, the, the crazy part to me is Pierre is, like, hey, we're the party of freedom, we're, like, we believe in freedom, blah, 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 and then... There's this fucking parenting rights issue in Alberta and Saskatchewan. So basically, the fucking view of. <laughs> I can't even. Oh my god. Sorry, this is like going to be a long It's just like anti trans rhetoric, like no, wrapped into this, this parental rights issue. And so it's basically. Just so disgusting. <laughs> so basically, the fucking. And I'm not even being hyperbolic here. Like, this is just what the legislation does. Basically, it says that if a child wants to go by a different name or by a different gender at school a teacher teacher the under the under the new law teachers should not do that and instead have an obligation to report that to the parents of the child that the child has asked for that so if your fucking kid is like trying to express a different gender identity or like come out as trans at school and a location is like maybe away from the fucking abusive parents like the fucking Teachers are just supposed to knock on you. And then now there's like this push against like children, basically a ban on children being able to get gender affirming care in the province, which is like, I just don't understand. Like they're like, oh, basically they're like fucking, you know, parents need the freedom to parent their children however they want, except I guess, unless you want to like support your child transitioning, in which case go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like it's just anti-trans rhetoric. And Pierre's supporting it because it's like fucking who cares? So you know, do you know Canada. you good times in Canada? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's just bad. You know, Tucker Carlson was in Alberta. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Ah, oh, yikes! It's it's been like yeah. It's just like not. It's non-stop conservative bullshit here. I just yeah. feel bad. I feel like I have friends who are trans, and I'm like, it's only safe. It feels like it's only safe for them to be in BC right now. The only bright spot left in Canada. I mean, not that we're a fucking bastion of we're perfect, but it just feels to me like, I don't know. Like, I have a trans friend who is from Alberta, and I'm like, I mean, we've had discussion where she's basically like, I'm not going to move back anytime soon. And I'm like, yeah. It's a tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so I'm just frustrated with, and I'm frustrated because it looks like he's going to win this election. Oh, it's so bad. <sighs> oh, um, we got it. We got to stop this. I'm depressed enough. Yeah. So that's a, that's a fucking uber edition of canadian politics corner people love it people love canadian politics i think it's i think it's good therapy for americans who are like fucking america's the worst country in the world when like they don't realize canada's just as bad most of the time yeah at least we're a couple years behind we're, we're getting there okay that, that was a lot of netrunner though it was good yeah yeah san fran fuck yeah see you there san fran. yep okay, okay. Good night. Uh, good night, everyone. We'll have the Scoops episode out soon, don't we? Oh, perfect. Okay, bye. Bye.